Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry Standing. Join me as I connect with other professionals whose work parallels my own. Parents wonder if they have what it takes to make their kids healthy. I believe that they do. Tune in while I talk to my guests as we explore integrative and functional medicine topics as they relate to kids. Today I'm with Angela Sweeter. She's been a friend of mine now for, we think, four years. I first met her, and all of you know how passionate I am about breastfeeding, and so I'm just really impressed with what Angela does, and so I just wanted to have a conversation with her. She's a registered nurse, international board-certified lactation consultant. She's also doula and childbirth educator. She started her own business called Basking Babies about seven years ago, and she serves moms and families in central and northern Iowa. She does consultations in the home and has an office in Altoona for long-distance clients or for those who prefer to come to the office. She's been the recipient of two International Lactation Care Awards for her educational classes for parents, pre- and post-birth. And if that's not enough, she also teaches healthcare professionals and offers an annual professional conference every fall. She's a wife, mother, and a grandmother to nine kids. So welcome. Well, thank you, and thank you for having me. You're welcome. So can you talk a little about what led you into this practice and how you got started? Sure. As a youngster, I always thought I wanted to be a nurse. One of my best friend's um, moms was a nurse, and I thought that was just the profession I would take in and be. I also had other people in my life who I just like to take care of kids and take care of people. And so decided to go to nursing school. During that training, during my nursing training, I, most of my interest was in natural birth and in breastfeeding. This is about 1978, so this has been you a while. You ahead of your time. Oh, you think yeah. so? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And so my first job was in a really small hospital where they did um, all kinds of care, um, and OB was part of that. That was in Franklin General Hospital in northern Iowa. And that's where I first had learned about labor and birth, and um, I did postpartum care and went into C-sections, and that was a great experience for me. And I had great nurses there who also trained me. And then my husband's work moved us to Des Moines area, and so I began working in a very large hospital, and I worked in a mother-baby unit where I did postpartum and nursery care. And then I was able to join the lactation team there and was able to see babies in the NICU and babies on the postpartum floor, and then became certified as a lactation consultant in 2003. And so I also started to teach classes there as well, and of course was teaching a breastfeeding class for that hospital. As I worked on the floor with moms and and babies and would send them home after just two days of care, I could see that they weren't receiving the care that they needed after they got home Mm because things change with breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. So I decided that it would be maybe kind of fun and very challenging and rewarding to start seeing moms in their homes. Mm -hmm. And so about seven years ago, I decided that I was going to follow this passion of mine and develop a business that I called Basking Babies and um, be able to help moms in their home. It was especially beneficial, I would think, for the NICU babies that moms, their babies were tiny. They really didn't want to take them out for any further help and moms with multiples. And so that's how I got started about seven years ago and just have really built the business and enjoyed as I've worked with many moms now on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. 
who inspired you? Who do you think, where did you get inspiration from for this? This is a really progressive new kind of thing that you, that you started. Well, I think, um, the two mentors I had at that, at the hospital taught me a, a lot. Um, and again, we would see moms leave the hospital without the, the care that they needed. And I think they taught me my base knowledge in, in breastfeeding. And then I found out that there was a conference for lactation consultants in private practice. And I decided oh. to maybe attend that. So I have gone to that. I try to go every year. I don't make it every year. But that was really encouraging that, hey, there's other people out there. I didn't at that time know anybody in Iowa that was doing it. I do think there were some lactation consultants that were doing a few home visits once in a while, but I really wanted to make this more of a solid business. And so I think attending that lactation consultant and private practice workshop was really helpful for me over the years. Mm -hmm. What kind of experiences have, have shaped you or what are some kind of neat experiences that you've had over the years? Well, I think... Um, Life experiences yeah. really shape the kind of care you give. And my own breastfeeding experiences were a struggle, mm -hmm. and there was no help. This is 30, 37, 38 years ago, and there just wasn't the follow-up help that I needed. And I was determined to breastfeed, which I did, and I just decided I wanted moms to have more help than what I had. Uh -huh. And then another life experience for me that I think was really uh, life-changing for me was having a grandbaby who needed to be in the NICU. Oh. And she was born at 27 weeks. Oh, my goodness. And um, just the struggles that, you know, you can have when you have that premature of a baby. Mm -hmm. And um, that little grandbaby's now a year and a little over a year and a half, or not quite a year and a half, I guess. And she's still breastfeeding. Oh, that's great. And there's a lot of struggles when you have a baby at 27 weeks. So I think, you know, my own struggles and then just kind of being able to help with all my grandchildren, as far as that goes, but in particular, a baby that's born so early. Uh -huh. So I think those experiences have really shaped what I do and has driven my passion even deeper mm -hmm. into what I do. So what kind of problems do you see? That What kind of things do you help mothers and babies with? I will have a mom or even maybe the dad or a partner call me and say we're having some issues with breastfeeding. And so um, usually we would, I would go into the home or my associate would go into the home within 24 to 48 hours. And that can be, you know, I went to the doctor and my baby's not gaining and my doctor said I should call you. Can you come over and we'll do an assessment together and see what's going on. So I might see them for weight loss. I might see babies who maybe have some oral anatomy issues and I'll do an oral assessment on a baby and, and see what we, we discover there and what needs to be done. Moms a lot, oftentimes will complain of it just hurts too much to breastfeed. And so I'll help with latch. A lot of times that's just an improper latch, and they just need some help with some positioning. Sometimes they're engorged with milk when their milk comes in and baby won't latch. And yeast infections, sometimes I see moms that are having some problems with yeast and how we deal with that. Uh, mastitis, which is a breast infection, and how we can continue to breastfeed and get beyond that. Vasospasm, which is a, can be very painful for moms. I can assist them with how to treat that. and. Maybe, and a lot of times a good latch will help with that as well. And so just a variety of issues. And the babies can be as young as a three-day-old and as old as a, a six-month-old. Yeah. And so even older than that. But that's usually where, when I'm seeing them is at three days up to six months. Mm -hmm. Do you kind of assess moms for depression, postpartum depression? 
Yes, I do ask them. I do a complete history with a mom. So we start from when they were a youngster and go all the way up through the birth. And so part of that would be asking them if they had any risk factors for any depression. And um, I would look for eye contact with them. I would look for the way they are bonding with their baby. Um, oftentimes their partners are in, their, in the uh, room with me if we're in the living room or in the baby's nursery. And they're one that will communicate with me as well if the mom's having a struggle. Mm -hmm. And if I see anybody that's having a struggle, I think is some postpartum issues. I do have resources that I would encourage them to contact. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I always can contact their physician as well mm -hmm. to give a report of my visit. Mm -hmm. Can you think of some really rewarding cases, patients that you've seen besides your granddaughter? That's pretty exciting. Case. Yes, that, was, that <laughs> is exciting. She's a real sweetheart. I think when moms come and see me prenatally, they would purchase what's called a basking babies bundle. And they come and see me prenatally, usually because they've struggled with their first breastfeeding experience and how we can go through the history of that particular experience and see what can we change to make it better and then to write it out and make a plan. So it might be that they didn't get enough breast stimulation in the first few days. Maybe they've had a breast surgery. And so I think that's probably the most rewarding thing is being able to sit down with a mom before she ever has her baby. Mm -hmm. and make a plan that specifically fits her needs. And then um, being able to then follow her up, usually at three, four, or five days after the birth, and then again at about two weeks. Mm -hmm. And those are rewarding um, visits because you get to follow the mom all the way through. Yeah. And so that's really rewarding. I think I've seen moms with breast reductions who have been told you probably won't be able to breastfeed and um, we've been able to have a breastfeeding experience that's very rewarding uh -huh. or moms with insufficient glandular tissue we used to think you know if we don't make enough milk we just won't breastfeed but we know that any breast milk is better than no breast milk mm -hmm. and so the antibodies and the immunological factors that's in that milk is just so valuable mm -hmm. so we do the best we can at making the most that we can and then if we need to supplement milk, we do. Uh -huh. And it's good to see those moms not depressed, but smiling because they are having a breastfeeding experience. Success, mm -hmm. yeah. You make people be successes. You might define success different than yeah. somebody else, uh -huh. but it's but still... They feel, you make they feel good about it, yeah. Right. Uh -huh. I, a lot of people ask me about tongue-tie things. When you're evaluating their mouth or they're having trouble latching, is that what you're looking for? Yeah. I do, you know, observe for their latch. I do look in their oral anatomy, uh, at their oral anatomy. I check for the tongue to see if it extends and if it will lateralize level and not turn as it's lateralizing. I also check for the palate to see if it's, you know, bubbled, channeled, grooved, narrow, and the buccal pads or buccal pads in the cheeks. And um, all of that fits together with the breastfeeding, and you have to put that particular oral anatomy with mom's anatomy. Oh, yeah. So you might have some restriction, but you have a mom that has just really easy to latch to anatomy, and you may not need to do anything. But you might have a mom that has more of a flatter anatomy, and, and it's like we need to get this tongue to function a little bit better. Mm -hmm. So usually I explain what I'm doing in an assessment, and I've learned that technique from Hazel Baker. She designed the American Academy of Pediatrics um, assessment for tongues um, and oral assessment. And so I've been trained by her, and then I've also had extra training at the lactation consultant in private practice. So I explain to the parent what score I'm getting and what we think we see, 
And oftentimes we'll have the parent take a picture and then they can go and talk with their baby doctor or pediatrician about what I have observed and what I think we need to do. Mm-hmm. And again, I can communicate and do usually communicate with that physician as well. Uh-huh. We're checking that a lot more now. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a, it's not brand new, but it's kind of a new thing. When and I was a resident, we didn't learn about it. Yeah, I think that. In the 80s. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. kind of what we've been finding mm-hmm. is that people just weren't knowledgeable about it. Mm-hmm. And so I have physicians who will send their babies and say, have Angela check. Yeah. Do an oral assessment and help you with the latch uh-huh. and see. And so sometimes it's kind of a wait and see thing. If it's not, you know, we, I think I'm not just looking at structure. I'm looking at function. Mm-hmm. If the function looks good. And then other times it's like, I think this is definitely the issue that if the nipples are sore, that's number one thing that's going to happen with a really significant tongue tie and baby's not going to gain weight because he can't transfer mouth. Mm-hmm. And then when we do a re- revision, if that's if the physician chooses to have that done, um, then there are exercises and things that we teach the mom. And it's not just an immediate fix always. We need to work on rebuilding the tongue. It's a muscle. And we need to strengthen that muscle so it'll extend and so it'll cup. So we'll work together a few times. Huh. And then the hope is we can get all this breastfeeding thing much more comfortable and get the baby gaining weight. Uh-huh. You keep educating yourself, don't you? I try to go to that lactation consultant and private practice workshop each year. And then we always have a workshop in May here in Des Moines. And I go to that every year. And then also then I host a workshop or a conference uh-huh. in which you're speaking at. Yes, so, I'm looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah, I'm really excited yeah. to have you there. So I do that once a year in the fall. Um, even though I'm busy running it, I'm always learning as I go. Well, I went last year. It was just it's just a wonderful conference for a local conference to have such... Oh, I, th- I was just impressed. I loved it. Yeah, yeah it's very good. It's fun, and, and it's just really it's fun well. to get new ideas and to network with other people. In the, and it's mostly people from Iowa, but we could do get a few from out of state, and yeah. so we all network together. It's mm-hmm. great. Who else do you refer to? Well, we talked a little earlier about the depression issue, so I would refer on to, to some of the counselors and such that I, I know. Sometimes there are parents who do like chiropractic care, and I found that craniosacral therapy can be very beneficial for babies. And so I have a list of pediatric chiropractors that are certified in that and have craniosacral therapy knowledge and uh, have worked on some of my babies and have been very successful. And some of those moms and parents like to take babies to a chiropractor even for gas, Mm -hmm. not just necessarily for a craniosacral therapy treatment type thing. Also, what I've tried to do in my practice is take my medical knowledge and some of the other natural things that I know and put the two together and mix it together. It sounds like integrated medicine. (laughs) It's very much so. So then I can kind of mix both worlds together and choose from one or the other or a combination of both. So sometimes it's chiropractors. And if we have a tongue that we definitely know needs to probably be revised and they would prefer a dentist, then I have a list of dentists who do revisions. I have a list of ENTs and they usually go to their pediatrician and kind of see what the pediatrician would like them to do. But sometimes they give them the very same list that I give them. Uh I have a dietitian that works for me on a real part-time basis. If we have a dietetic need for a mom, um, I would maybe send her to her. Um, I'm sending them to you sometimes (laughs) saying, I know a really good pediatrician, integrated functional pediatrician. So those are some of the um, recommendations that I would give. Some other things that I might recommend that might be a little bit different would be some diet changes for mom. Mm -hmm. If she's got a low supply, 
um, maybe increasing, you know, the fats in her diets, the healthy fats in her diet. And a lot of people will ask me about herbs. And although I can't prescribe herbs, I can direct moms to resources Mm -hmm. where they can read about herbs um, Mm -hmm. if they want to so choose to do that. There are a few medications that can be used to increase milk supply. And I use those as kind of a last resort but would recommend they they talk to their physician if they would like a prescription for for something like that. I see. Uh So, yeah. Just for one last question, can you just walk us through what would happen if someone called you and how you would proceed with the visit? Okay, sure. Um, I would try to connect with them and probably get a little more detailed history. A lot of times I get called when I'm on the road going from home to home. And so when we would visit, I would get some information, get their address and uh, their location, and probably either my associate, Jenny Wood, or myself would see them within 24 to 48 hours. And so we um, would set that all up with the parents and drive to their home, and we set up our scale. We hope that the baby is, it's been an hour and a half or two since he's eaten so that we can do a, a, a feeding so we can get an accurate look at how the feedings are going. Typically, we start with a history, the history we talked about earlier when we're talking through mom's history of really pretty much all of her life and her pregnancy and the birth itself. And then we go through all of the baby's life, which would be what was the birth like? Was it traumatic? Was it long? Um, Was there any forceps or vacuum or medications? And we document all that. We want to document every single weight that the baby's ever had, if we can, so we can see what the trend is there in weight. So we get all that history first, and then we would go ahead and weigh the baby naked in pounds and ounces and record that for the mom. And then we would put a clean, dry diaper on the baby and weigh the baby in grams. And so we will reweigh the baby after the feeding in grams so we can change that to milliliters and then the ounces and figure out what the baby's transferring. But prior to the feeding, we would do an oral assessment. And again, like I explained earlier, we'd explain it all to the mom on what we were checking for. And then we would get ready and get all our pillows and get the mom in her comfortable position on her couch or her bed or her nursery chair or wherever. So she's in her own environment to make her comfortable and watch what she does for breastfeeding. And then with permission, would ask to, you know, help her with the breastfeeding and help her with positioning, help her with latch. And so the hope is that we're kind of assessing her pain scale. What was it before we came when you latched the way you were latching? What's it like now when we help you with this latch? And then we just go ahead and observe that feeding, help the mom with some of that positioning and latch, have her do it herself. Instead, we would show her and then have her do it. We may get out our doll and our breast, our cloth breast, and show her with the doll and breast. Do lots of teaching with analogies, especially on holds and properly latch baby, like you would eat a hamburger that's a thick hamburger and how you Mm -hmm. squish it and you point it towards the roof of your mouth to get a lot in the mouth. And that's how we teach the latch. And then after the feeding, we have mom tell us how she felt it went. How does it compare to her normal feedings? And then, of course, our weight checking grams will tell us how much the baby transferred. Mm -hmm. And then from that, from our feeding assessment and our history assessment, we'll pull together a plan. And we can write it out for mom. A lot of times they um, like to do a lot on their phone, so they'll type it into their phone. (laughs) And they have their apps in there, too, on their breastfeeding, which is very helpful Mm -hmm. because we know how many wets, how many dirties, how many feedings. That's very helpful because we want to know all that as well. But then we have that plan, and then we tell the mom, you can call or text me over the course of the next week, but I plan to call you in probably about 48 hours and see if our plan is working. And then if it's not, then we change it, and then I call again in another couple days. 
And so the mom not only has that initial assessment and planning, but has follow-up in changing the plan. And so that's kind of how a, a first-time visit would progress. Then if they need us to come back for a follow-up visit, we do go back into the home for follow-up visit. Those visits take about anywhere from an hour and 15 minutes to even sometimes up to two hours. And with multiples, we definitely would plan for a two-hour visit. Mm-hmm. So And lots of support. Yes. It makes a lot of difference. And, you know, speaking of support, I do carry a lot of support help on business cards so that if they need, um, like you mentioned earlier with depression, I have some some references for them or, you know, all kinds of references that if mm-hmm. they need, want some outside help. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. If people want to get in touch with you, how do they do it? They can contact me through my website. There's a contact page there. And they can contact me through my email. That's lactationlady at live.com. I'm also on Facebook under Basking Babies LLC. And they can message me through there as well. Thank you so much. You've reached the end of another episode of Bluebird Integrative Pediatrics Radio with Dr. Sherry Standing. Thanks for listening. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website at bluebirdintegrativepediatrics.com. It would mean the world to me if you could leave a review at iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you. Thank you.